welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to Daryl since 1989. I've been a mom since 1991. We have eight kids, ages 30 down to 16, five boys and three girls. We've also been homeschooling for over 25 years. A few years ago, I wrote a book called The Unhurried Homeschooler. A couple years later, I wrote Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. And most recently, The Four-Hour School Day, which is about to be released on June 29th. Really excited about this book. You know, it takes about two years to go through the writing process with a traditional publishing uh, company. And this is the first time I've done that. But really, when I look at this book and I look through it and I look back at uh, all the parts and pieces to it, it really took 30 years to write because in this book is really just our homeschooling journey and many of the things that God showed me along the way throughout all of our years of homeschooling and raising our kids. And that's what I share in this book. I unpack the lifelong advantages of home education, both for the health of your family and your child's future. It's also packed with encouragement and practical advice that'll equip you with all the information you need to create a sustainable homeschooling plan customized to your child's needs. This is the beauty of homeschooling, is we get to create a sustainable plan. So maybe you're listening right now and you're a homeschooling parent who's frustrated and discouraged. Uh, Well, you've come to the right place because today I'm going to be talking about many of the benefits the many benefits of homeschooling. I'm not going to go through the exhaustive list because it really does go on and on. And for every family, there's variables to that list. But I'm going to just go through a few just really practical things that sometimes we don't think about when we're uh, feeling discouraged or maybe you're thinking about homeschooling and you're just overwhelmed at the thought. I want you to uh, just stick with me. I think you'll be encouraged by what you hear and quite possibly begin to catch a vision for what homeschooling could look like for your own family. Um, It can be so vast and varied for uh, each and every family and vast and varied throughout the different seasons. Um, As we homeschooled, it looked different when we had eight kids 13 and under than it did when we had eight kids 13 and over. So um, again, that is one of the benefits of homeschooling is just being able to Um, adjust and adapt according to your family's needs. And guess what? Your kids are going to get a great education. So I want to hit on a few practical things to start with. Uh, Before I jump in, I would encourage you to go and pre-order the book because if you do that before it launches, you're going to receive the devotional that I wrote specifically to go with this book. And the thing I love about this devotional is it kind of prepares your heart to read the book. It it asks some heart probing questions. I talk about um, some heart issues and just maybe uh, fears that we might have either if we're thinking about homeschooling or if we already are. You know, fear is an ongoing battle for everyone in, in many areas of life, and, and this area isn't any different, but I can tell you that God is good and that we don't need to be afraid. Um, if He is just putting that little urge in you, that little, um, 
I don't know, just that little feeling that things aren't right and you really want to readjust things, whether you're already homeschooling or whether you're thinking about homeschooling, please take the time to listen to that. I believe God is speaking to the hearts of parents very fervently right now. And he's turning the hearts of parents towards their children and more families than ever are choosing to homeschool. And I think we have to remember also that we have so many resources Um, and that can even be overwhelming. You know, thinking, are we going to choose the right thing? You know what? God can use anything when it comes to homeschooling your kids. So it's not as much about choosing the perfect curriculum as it is about using what you have or what you do choose well. And God can give us wisdom and insight on what that looks like. And I will share a little bit more about that in just a minute. I have talked to so many teachers who have told me that their time in the classroom is mainly spent with crowd control and interruptions. Those are the facts when it comes to the classroom. You know, a lot of times we think if we send our child to school, since they're gone for seven to eight hours a day, they must be learning that whole time. Therefore, if we take them home to teach them at home, we have to spend seven to eight hours on book work. And that simply is not true. I go into a very detailed explanation as to why that isn't true in the four-hour school day. And I break it down into the different age groups as well um, to explain why it doesn't have to be that way. So when I say uh, the four-hour school day, that was the most that my kids did for maybe a little over if they were in high school. But when they were young, Honestly, uh, kindergarten was zero to 30 minutes. Really, you do not have to spend that much time doing book work and sitting down with them. There are so many things we can do with a kindergartner where they are learning all the time. And so much of the time they learn on their own. This is one thing I really, really learned over the years was kids are natural learners. They come to us wanting to learn. They're curious by nature. Our job is just not to burn them out, but instead just to encourage that curiosity. And again, the flexibility of homeschooling allows us to do that. We're allowed to let our kids pursue their interests. And we can do that because... Our bookwork piece of it can be done in a minimal amount of time because we don't have all those interruptions of 25 to 30 other kids in the classroom and kids coming and going and outbursts and uh, crowd control. Instead, we're home in our own environment with our children. This is the place where our children feel safe and where they feel secure. And I don't know about you, but when I'm relaxed, I learn and take in so much better. And the same is true for children. When they feel safe and secure and they've got warm, loving, engaged parents, man, I'm telling you, the sky is the limit as to what they can learn. And a lot of it they can learn on their own. And we're just basically facilitating their education. We are watching them. We are seeing when the wheels are turning. We know when to move forward with something. We know when to turn right or left or take our hands off the wheel. It's something that you just begin to tune into as a homeschooling parent. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Now, one of the things uh, that uh, one of the circumstances that ties that is tied to success for children's education and for students' education is a low student-to-teacher ratio. It's one of the top 
top things on the list. Well, guess what? When you homeschool your kids, it's a very low student to teacher ratio, right? I mean, even when I had eight kids, I didn't have 25 or 30. So the the amount of um, interruptions could be quite a bit when I had younger kids, but I learned how to manage the days so that we were making the most progress we could. And it was also a matter of remembering that pairing up one child to play with a toddler or play with a baby for 20 minutes at a time while I worked with this child over here was actually a part of our kids' education. It was teaching them so much. It was teaching them how to care for the weak, right? What's what's weaker than a small child or a, or a baby? Um, it's teaching them some basic parenting skills, child care skills. It's it's teaching them to care for someone else, to be other-oriented. It also teaches them that they're not the center of the universe, right? We have enough people walking around who think they're the center of the universe. We do not need another, another generation of those people. And as homeschooling parents, we have the opportunity to teach our kids to be other-oriented by simply living daily life together as a family and our kids learning to serve one another. I've always told my kids, you know, it's the hardest to serve at home. It's the most challenging to serve at home. It's the most challenging to work through conflict and relational things with your siblings because we feel safe at home and we know those people are always going to love us. So if we can conquer there, We can conquer anywhere. And so I would tell them, you are exercising muscles that you're going to use out in the world to do a whole lot of good things for this world and for the kingdom of God. But it starts at home by serving your family. So remember that family life is part and parcel to our kids' education, nurturing those sibling relationships, learning peacekeeping. Now, I did not know a lot about peacekeeping going in to parenting and homeschooling, but I learned a lot along the way because I wanted my kids to learn it. And you'll find as you homeschool that you're going to be learning right along with your kids. And that's really key to being a successful homeschooling parent is just understanding that it's okay if we don't know everything and that we're willing to be a student right alongside of our kids. And my kids very quickly passed me up in several areas because there were areas that I really wasn't interested in learning more about, but they were. And I encouraged them and taught them to be resourceful and and showed them what it looked like be, to be resourceful and provided resources, especially early on when they were young and still learning how to be resourceful. And those, those types of things are what fed their love of learning. And so this is one of the things that we get to do at home when we're homeschooling our kids. So we've got this low student-teacher ratio. We can have time to process and watch our kids be a student of them and go, oh, I see the wheels turning right now. I really want to encourage that, or I want to just not interrupt this. I want to let that child finish uh, pursuing that thing that they're doing right now, whether it's you know making forest soup or whatever, if they're totally into doing something, I really tried not to interrupt those thought processes and let those ideas play out until it appeared that they were done with the idea or the process. And it was amazing. I loved sitting back and watching them because I knew 
that they were learning um, in so many different ways and on so many different levels that I could never force them to learn. We know that forced learning isn't real learning anyway, right? So now let's talk about curriculum. If you send your child to school, you do not get to decide what your child is going to learn. Someone else is deciding that. Most of the time, even the teacher doesn't get to decide that. So you can have a wonderful teacher, but whoever is choosing the curriculum is the one who is greatly discipling your child. Okay? That's our job as parents, to disciple our children. You know, make no mistake, education is never neutral. Education is discipleship. When we send our kids away for hours on end to someone else, we are giving them permission to disciple our children. But at the end of the day, we're going to stand before the Lord for everything that they learned, whether we knew about it or not, because we gave permission, we gave the stamp of approval. And so we need to be aware of that as parents. And I believe that we have a very, very important role. And I've been talking about this a lot in the podcast lately, because I think the role of parents is undermined and underestimated in our culture. In fact, it is really, um, there's an all out war against it. The role of parents in their children's lives is significant. It is massively significant. And all you have to do is go to God's word to find that out. Because he tells us in his word that we're to train up our children in the ways of the Lord. Training involves hours together. It involves being with that child for many, many hours of the day. And I just don't think that sending our child to school really affords the kind of training that God is talking about in his word. He wants us to instill a biblical worldview in our children because a biblical worldview makes all the difference in how they will live their lives. And you know, our kids spend most of their lives as adults. So these these few years that we have with them really are crucial. And yes, it's God. God is the one doing the work in our children, but we are very, very essential tools in that work. Never forget that, parent. Don't let anyone tell you that you don't matter because you matter greatly. And I'm noticing that so many more parents are stepping up to the plate and saying, enough is enough. I'm taking my children back. And I am going to take over their education. And they're not, you know, they're they're being courageous because what is courage? It is doing things scared, right? Sometimes we're scared when we do things, but because we love our children and we sense the Lord saying, do this thing. And we understand that biblically, we are fully responsible for our children, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. These parents are taking their children back. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. None of us are perfect parents. None of us are perfect homeschooling parents. You ask any homeschooling parent out there, we all know that we're imperfect, but we serve a perfect and really amazingly gracious and good God. Just a quick little story. uh, When uh, our kids were all quite young, and it seemed as though simplicity was the only option for us when it came to book work and, you know, quote unquote education, although our kids were learning all the time. I would ask the Lord, Lord, is this enough? I just don't know if this is enough. I can't, I don't have peace about doing more, but how can this ever be enough? And he would whisper to me, remember the loaves and the fishes? I would be, oh yeah, that's right. 
You know, Jesus was teaching a crowd of 5,000 and uh, they got hungry, right? They were there for hours and the disciples said, you know, let's, they told Jesus, let's send them off to go get some food. And Jesus looked at them and he said, you feed them. That is an impossible task right there. They said, we, we couldn't make enough money to feed all these people. There's, this is impossible. He told them to go and find out what they had, basically what they had to work with. So he didn't. <laughs> he said, go and find out basically what you have. And I, and I put this in parentheses, not what you don't have, right? Those are my words. Okay, so he is asking the disciples to bring to him what they had. Well, they had five loaves and two fishes, two fish, and they brought them back. And so Jesus blessed them and, and multiplied it. And it was more than enough. And basically what God was saying to me was, Dorinda, just bring me your best. Just bring me what you have. Don't focus on what you don't have and let me multiply it and make it enough. And I can tell you all these years later, that is exactly what he did. Now, for just a minute here, I want to talk about, uh, I mentioned curriculum earlier, that you don't get to choose the curriculum for your child. But when you homeschool, so if you're in a traditional, kids are in traditional school, you don't get to choose. But when you homeschool, you do get to choose. And the options are astounding right now. In fact, they can be overwhelming. And as believing parents, we just need to pray and ask the Lord for wisdom because it's not so much about, like I said before, choosing the perfect curriculum. It is about uh, praying first, asking the Lord for wisdom, and then using what you have well. So you don't have to spend copious amounts of money. God is not asking you to go broke in order to buy curriculum for your children. That's a lie. God is not going to ask you to overextend yourself and not be a good steward of your finances in order to educate your and tell you to educate your children at the same time. He's not going to ask you to do that. He will be faithful to provide, however. So trust him, ask him for wisdom, ask him for provision. But as you choose that curriculum and you begin to implement it, what's beautiful about the next step is that you get to choose not only the kind of curriculum that works for your child, but how you're going to use it in a way that works for your child and works for you. We can customize whatever curriculum we choose um, to, to fit our child's needs. For example, maybe I have a child who... Um, is more of an auditory learner. They, they learn best by listening, okay? I can get audible books. Uh, a lot of the history curriculums out there will offer an audible book. You know, it's really just understanding how your child learns best. And you don't have to go crazy with all that. We can just get a general idea pretty quickly. Now, early on, they all tend to learn best hands-on. Um, Slowly, as they begin to develop more and more, and as we become a student of our children and we get to know them more and more, we realize, oh, that one does better with DVDs. Pretty soon, they're able to just tell us. You know, we, we maybe they're running into a problem. We say, okay, so what's going on here with your math? Is it is it the um, the fact that it's a workbook? Would you rather do a DVD? Would you rather? Um, listen to music while you're doing your work? Would you? Do you need quiet? Um, a lot of times my kids needed to wiggle or move or um, while they were working, they can sit on a medicine ball. One of my children loved to read upside down on the couch. And guess what? 
None of those are options when your child is in a traditional classroom setting. But when you homeschool, the sky's the limit. Your child can do the schoolwork however and wherever they want to, for the most part, right? Within reason. But the reason is, I mean, the boundaries are much, much, much further out there, right? Sometimes my kids would do their schoolwork outside with the animals. You know, it's really just such an amazing thing to be able to allow our kids to learn the way it works best for them. And as they begin to do that, they get to know themselves. They become more self-aware of, oh, this is how I tend to learn best. And so then when they move into higher learning, they know these things about themselves and they can can approach their schoolwork as they move into higher learning with a lot better um, efficiency, and effectiveness because they are aware of how they're wired. This is a beautiful thing. Our kids are not robots. They're human beings and they're all uniquely made by their creator. And so we get to hone in on that and customize our curriculum and our learning styles to meet their needs. We can give them brain breaks, especially in the early years. My kids, especially the boys, needed a brain break about every 20 minutes. Did you know that jumping on the trampoline actually resets your brain, just jumping up and down in general? So you could even have them doing jumping jacks. But the point is these brain breaks reset their brain. Sometimes they go off and play for 15 minutes. My kids sometimes would just go play Legos for 15 minutes and then they would come back and start back into schoolwork and it made all the difference in the world. No one was there telling them that they couldn't do it, that it was an interruption, that it was a problem, that they didn't look like the other kids, they weren't being mocked by anyone, they could just do what they needed to do. And this is why homeschooling is so effective and efficient. Again, customized around what your child needs. Dr. Raymond Moore um, is one of my favorite authors. Uh, He's passed away years ago, but he began as a teacher, a principal, and superintendent of California public schools. Um, During World War II, he served on General MacArthur's staff. After completing his PhD in education at the University of Southern California, he held the positions of academic dean and president of numerous colleges in the U.S., Japan, and the Philippines. So this man knew what he was talking about. He wrote several books, and one of the things that he mentioned along the way was that this kindergarten, the early education, and I believe he was talking kindergarten to sixth or kindergarten to eighth grade, can actually be learned. Everything that they need to know for higher learning, children can learn in two years. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that all that needs to be learned is re- could be packed into two solid years, but it could also be spread out over that six to eight year period. When I heard that, it really helped me relax and realize that I didn't need to be in a rush. I did not need to be pushing my kids. Not that our kids never need some pressure or uh, that type of thing, but especially in the early years, we really want to keep learning as fun as we can and as non-pressurized as we can. And again, we're tuned into our own children. We know what's working for them, what isn't working for them, when to take a break. Um, And so that was just such, um, it was such a release for me to hear that. The other thing that I love is if it's not going well one day, maybe they've taken a break 
Our kids have taken a break and they've come back. It's still not going well. They've taken another break, come back. It's still not going well. Guess what? We can just lay it down. Say, you know what? We can be done with math for today. Let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. We'll pick this up tomorrow. You know, we all have bad days, including our children. There are days that I can take stuff in better than other days, and it's the same with children. And again, with homeschooling, we have the flexibility to move that around and to make those decisions. As a family, when we want to spend time together, we can adjust our schedule to our 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 work schedule or our husband's work schedules. You know, a lot of uh, dads work shift and they change their schedule changes. Our children can actually spend time with their dads as needed based on the flexibility that we have as a homeschooling family. The other thing is that when we go into certain pieces of homeschooling and we're looking at the the this maybe this certain thing that's in front of us that our kids are supposed to learn and we look at it and we realize it's really probably unnecessary. I love to ask the question, does he or she need to know this like ever? <laughs> There's some things that you know, they can be helpful, but they're not necessary. They're not a hill to die on. For instance, it wasn't a hill to die on when it came to diagramming sentences for our kids. I just didn't feel like it was that important. And it turns out it wasn't. However, I let them try it out. And if they thought it was fun and they liked it, I let them go ahead and move forward with that lesson. But the point is, does he or she actually need to know it? Do they need to know it now? Is there some other way that they can learn it? Might they learn it down the road? a different way, maybe through experience instead. So in other words, we can skip unnecessary parts. Some of our kids did Saxon math and we learned that doing every other problem still covered the material really well. And uh, when they took, you know, at the end of that lesson, we had a really good feel for whether or not they mastered the concepts or not, but they didn't have to do all 40 questions. They could do 20 in, in So in half the time, in a fraction of the time, and still get the same quality of lesson. Obviously, if they weren't getting it, there were more questions there that they could do if necessary. We can take advantage of opportunities um, for experiences for our kids when they present themselves. For instance, um, I have a friend who uh, her husband travels a lot, and every now and then he decides to take the family on a trip, and he's really good at planning out the educational uh, aspects of it, bringing them places and showing them really interesting things, historical things and landmarks, and they really enjoy those trips together. But because they were uh, part of the public school system, and they did this maybe twice a year, uh, at one point they got threatening letters um, that their child was, um, oh, what's the word? I'm sure the, the, the word is is popping in your mind right now and it's not coming to me. It's not detention. It's not... Um, tardy. It's something else. Anyway, it sounds like a, it's a criminal term. <laughs> and I, it just was upsetting to me because here these parents are warm, engaged, loving parents who are very, make sure their child does his homework every night, which by the way, a lot of times the interruptions in the classroom don't lend themselves to your child finishing the schoolwork that they could finish in that setting if there weren't all the interruptions. And so the child can end up doing the schoolwork at the end of the day. So essentially the parents can end up actually being the one to quote unquote homeschool their kids. They just do it after school. So these are things to think about. These are practical things to consider when it comes to homeschooling versus traditional school setting. Because really we want, again, 
we want to do what's sustainable for our kids. Um, and we can make that decision as parents. I heard uh, once that the difference versus uh, being efficient versus effective is efficient is doing things quote unquote right. So maybe going through the checklist, right? You're going through the checklist. So that's quote unquote efficient as far as the checklist goes. But when it comes to being effective, effective is about doing the right things. And so as parents, we can gauge what is the right thing for my child today, at this moment, this day, this week, this month, this year. We get to determine that. We get to determine the what, the where, the why, the when, and the how based on watching and knowing our child. I want you to remember, and I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it again, you are the expert in your child. What determines an expert? If you've spent 10,000 hours doing something, by the time your child is six years old, you have spent 16,000 hours with them. Okay, that's 13,000 hours at roughly at roughly 13,000 hours at five years old when they would be going into school. Parents, you are the expert in your child. I always say, I don't have a degree, but I have a degree in my child and in my children. Lastly, I just want to share with you um, a text that I received from Dr. Kathy Cook after she read my book, The 4-Hour School Day. She gave me a wonderful endorsement, but Dr. Kathy earned a PhD in reading and educational psychology from Purdue University. She was a tenured associate professor, (laughs) professor, My mouth isn't working right. Associate Professor of Education at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay, a teacher of second graders, a middle school coach, and a school board member before becoming a full-time conference and keynote speaker. So Dr. Kathy has been involved in education for decades, and this is what she had to say about my book. She said, I loved every single part of the book I read. I'm going to have a hard time putting it putting my endorsement into just a few sentences. You share compelling reasons to homeschool in general. I think that's my favorite part of the book. And then, of course, if parents decide to um, approach it the way you suggest, they won't have to overstructure and spend hours at the table. Well done. What I love about that is... um, The fact that Dr. Kathy has a PhD in education and so much experience, and she's saying that we can trust that intuition that God has given us as parents, as moms in homeschooling our kids. And we, as we walk out this homeschooling journey, we'll earn our own PhD in our own children. Parents, you can do this. God doesn't call the qualified. It doesn't matter if you don't have uh, have a degree. It, it matters that you love your children more than anyone and you are invested in them more than anyone. Parents, you can do this. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to homeschool our kids, for the privilege of investing in their lives. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would give us wisdom and clear direction, Father, that you would, you would cause a vision to be cast to every parent who's listening, to see themselves walking out this homeschooling journey with joy. Obviously, it's never going to be perfect. We're not perfect parents. We don't have perfect children. 
but to see the value there is in walking alongside of our children and discipling them and facilitating their education as you lead. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your strength. In Jesus' name, amen.